Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf as ever. Brought to you thanks to the folks at Seed Golf Balls. So check them out at www.seedgolf.com. Whilst you're here, and if you like this episode or other episodes, please leave a review where you can, so over at Apple Podcasts, most likely. If you want to learn more, listen to back episodes, or indeed become part of the Paddy Talks community, head over to paddygolf.com. Join the timesheet over there for random giveaways. Believe me, they are random. And some competitions. Now, let's get to why you're really here this week's episode. And on this week's show, we have Irish Ladies International, one of the top amateurs in the world, Wake Forest Demon Deacon, all the way from Castle Warden, but Ishi Dub or Ishi Little White, it's Lauren Walsh. This episode was recorded back in lockdown, but we're bringing it here to you now because I just can't wait anymore. Super chat about Lauren, but first, as Gabe Byrne would have said, wrote it there, Roisin. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Wait, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Thanks for pressing play. On today's show, we have one of the many up-and-coming Irish talents in ladies golf. Irish ladies uh, team member for International Wise and WGCA All-American, Lauren Walsh. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on. No fear at all. What's it like being named an All-American? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of kind of titles and stuff they have in America that I guess I was quite unf- unfamiliar with before I went over, but... No, absolutely honoured to be uh, named an All-American. Um, actually, four of my team were named an All-American. So it was, I uh, know it's it's a great honour and kind of a nice way to cap off my freshman year. Yeah, absolutely. It was a little bit curtailed, but I'd say you were on that um, All-American list anyway. We're we're in the midst of, of isolation. How's isolation treating you, Lauren? Um, it's actually, it hasn't been too bad. Um, I've kind of, I've been enjoying the break uh, to a certain extent. Um, I haven't had... I guess this long of a break away from the game and kind of time to sit down and do what I need to do for for a long time. So it's actually been quite good. I'm I'm quite lucky that I have um I have a putting green and a driving net in my garden. So um that's been quite useful. I can kind of still tip away at uh, hitting a few balls and um a bit of putting and a little bit of chipping as well. So in in that kind of sense, I've been quite lucky and um. Again, with like workout stuff, I've a I've a little bit of workout equipment, and kind of you can get a good workout done between the bit of equipment I have and body weight stuff. So, you know, I've I've definitely been keeping busy. Um, I came home from college, and I still had a little bit of college work to finish up online. So, um, yeah, I've I've definitely been keeping busy. Still had a lot to do. So, um, it's actually treated me okay so far. No, dead on. How much are you looking forward to getting back off in a week or so when isolation kind of alleviates some bit here in Ireland? Oh yeah, I'm I'm very excited. As I said, I haven't had a break this long away from the course. Um, I'd say in the last probably six or seven years. So <laughs> definitely looking forward to getting back out there and kind of just seeing the ball fly in the air again. And you know, um, absolutely, I've hit a few balls in the net, but nothing like being back out on the golf course. How clean are the golf clubs? Are they the cleanest they've ever been? Probably, yeah. And I think uh, 
by the time it comes around the night before, we'll all be out cleaning the golf clubs and cleaning the shoes. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be raring to go. So, yeah. So, so where will you head to first? Are you going to head to practice range or first tee? Uh, probably the first tee. I don't know. I've heard some stuff that uh, practice facilities won't be open, but now I think I'll be heading straight to the first tee. Uh, just get a feel for being back out on the course. Um, yeah, I think get, get out there um onto the course you kind of you get a feel for everything then you get to hit balls and you get to hit a few putts as well and I think I've just missed that whole aspect of being out in the course it's a great headspace for uh for me and it's something I've always enjoyed doing whether it's just in the evening like after work going up with my dad or my sister or whatever so uh yeah I think straight back straight on to the first tee absolutely well I'm as most people know I'm based here in Nace but you're actually from down the road in Kill which is almost like a suburb in Nace these days. But would you class yourself as being from Kildare or from Dublin? Um, I think it depends on when you're talking about it. It depends on where you are as well. I think when it comes to I've a big gal background, um, my, my dad and my parents are both from Dublin. So I think I grew up supporting the Dubs. And uh, so when if you ask me from that perspective, I guess I'd say I'm from Dublin. And I know in America, so people ask you where you're from. I'm like, oh, just outside Dublin. But yeah. I'm talking to Kildare people. You have to say Kildare. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of golf, you're definitely a good stead. Like, there's a multitude of class golfers and, and numerous professional golfers from this neck of the woods. Like, do you ever do you ever get to practice all together? Like, there's yourself, there's Johnny Yates, Connor Rourke, Jack Hume, who was a Walker Cupper. Do you ever get to practice all together, or are they like just a different generation? Uh, I think they're probably a little bit of a different generation. Um, I might have crossed paths with them unknowingly up in Nace driving range I spent a lot of my evenings after school up there hitting balls so um I might have crossed cross paths with them then but um never known to myself so I think they were a little bit of a little bit older than what I was kind of grown up so that's um, fair enough well we might start something like a petty talks golf day or something we'll get a, every, everyone who's on the podcast will be at it and that type of get that type oh, of get yeah. up sounds good <laughs> But Lauren, uh, we'll get stuck into it now. What what would be your earliest golfing memory? Now, compared to me now, it wouldn't be that far, but that long ago. But what, what would your earliest golfing memory be? Um, probably up in Nace driving range. Um, I was never, I wasn't a big golfer when I was younger. As I said, I was kind of, I have a big guy background, grew up playing Gaelic football and camogie and was very much into that. And I think my dad played a little bit with his friends every now and then, so he brought us up to Nashride Range and I think I won club and just started whacking a few balls and kind of starting to enjoy it. And then I have an older sister um, who also plays. So a couple of her friends got introduced. Um, one of their parents was a member in Castle Warden and um, she went up, played a few holes and I kind of tagged along. I was into sports, so I said I'd give golf a go. And yeah, I haven't really looked back since kind of that was the start of it and just as I say got bit by the golf bug and loved every minute of it so kind of developed from then and kind of found out like different tournaments to play in and got picked up on some development panels and got a little bit of coaching and just grew on from there. Absolutely like you, you mentioned Castle Warden there like they seem really supportive in terms of like from their social media and their Facebook page in terms mm-hmm. of tracking everything you're doing Um, do you get back there much these days well aside from when you're home either side of isolation but would you get back there much in general uh yeah I try to like it's it's right beside me it's only two minutes down the road so I'd always kind of uh 
do my best to get back up there. They've they've been incredibly supportive of me over the last couple of years. Um, they've I mean they've travelled all over the world to see me. They've showed up at home internationals in Wales and like all over Ireland to support me. So no, I definitely anytime I can go back up and play with a few of the members and a few of the lads. Like I I definitely take up that opportunity. And as I said, it's so close, so it's it's easy for me. You know when you travel so much during the summer. Um, you come home for a couple of days rest and some practice and we actually we, we've great facilities up there we've a new state-of-the-art range and stuff so um it's really easy for me just to go up and, and hit a few balls if just some evening if uh if my schedule's super busy it's it's so close it's easy for me to work into my schedule so now I definitely make a huge effort to get back up there oh fantastic so you mentioned that you kind of started getting onto a couple of developmental panels so could you walk into kind of that journey, like for any, I suppose, young girls or boys listening and they're 10, 11 or 12 and they're kind of fed up maybe with GAA or soccer or whatever. And they're like, you know, mm-hmm. I might focus on golf. Like, what's that like? Or like, what kind of level or, or, or handicap would you kind of need to get to, to to kind of expect to start showing up on these kind of developmental squads? Yeah, because I only really took up a golf club when I was probably around 11. Um, I got a few bad injuries through Gaelic football and Camogian was just that happens of, yeah I was just sick of that and I was like no I want to play a sport where you know I can kind of stay at it for a little bit longer so um when I got introduced I uh, was kind of the junior lessons up in Castle Warden with Brian O'Brien he was great to kind of introduce the fun into the game for us and like started off a handicap at 36 and I'd say the first year I probably didn't maybe lost one or two shots and then the following year I saw a big improvement probably when I was around 13 I think I dropped from about 33 to 17. So, um, and then at that stage, then I think I started going over to Shane O'Grady, who I'm, I'm still with today. Um, I work with him a lot. So uh, kind of he helped me improve a lot. And at that stage, then I got picked up on, I think development Leinster panels within the ILGU and kind of got introduced to some of the other aspects of the game, like, like strength and conditioning and like nutrition and psychology and stuff like that. And, I think that really helped me develop then into kind of the single figures and then into like the low figures and then um kind of when I built that team up around me then that really helped kind of develop on into interprovincial squads and Irish panels and yeah so it's kind of just been that kind of journey I started with Shane and then got all those other aspects of the game together and yeah it's it's been great. No it's fantastic you know that, that there's that support level there supposed to be recognized when you're you know maybe a, a high single digit handicap that you can get in and get the support you need to to really excel but you've represented ireland i think at pretty much every level at this stage there's like irish girls home internationals irish girls europeans a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you represented team ireland at the youth olympics like there's some fantastic experiences there um and now a fully fledged um ladies international with ireland playing at the home internationals and europeans so i don't know what's left for you to accomplish at the amateur level but of those experiences like can you describe I suppose what it's like so that you can kind of maybe motivate anyone that's listening in terms of like this is achievable you know even if you start the game relatively late like yourself yeah no it's it's definitely um my first home internationals was in 2016 and and like that I hadn't really like none of my family were into golf and it was a really new experience for me and I went over with the team and that kind of that really brought out the best in my game because I grew up playing team sports and golf had then turned so individualized that it was it was great to get the opportunity to 
spend it with the team and I think that that week was the first time in history we'd won the girls home international and it, it all came down to my match in the end and I was in the 17th in Conway needing to make a part to kind of win it for the team so kind of it was it was good to be able to draw on some of the team experiences I'd had in the past and um it, yeah it, they're like they're great opportunities and I think to any girls out there like it's just because you come to the game a little bit later you know you work out and you can get there eventually like absolutely and you're you're as I said fully fledged uh ladies uh international with the Irish team so what's the the step up in level or is there or is it an experience difference between, I suppose, representing at guards level and, and at ladies level? Because you did it pretty much back-to-back years. Yeah, so I, I kind of, I represented the girls in 2016-17. And then in 2018, I was actually, I was still eligible for the girls team, but I was I was brought up onto the senior panel. And um, for me, I guess it was all aspects of my game had developed. Um, I probably started hit, hitting the ball a little bit further and, and, um, I, my, my, my short game improved but I'd say the mental side of the game was a huge part for me I kind of I became a lot more aware of my emotions on the golf course and how to deal with that and kind of not getting too excited if I was playing well or um kind of letting go of bogeys or bad shots that I'd hit and kind of started to recover better so I think when I kind of got that part of my game together I started minimizing some of the mistakes I was making on the golf course and kind of when that happens, as I said, like I was hitting the ball well and I had good short game. So I was making plenty of birdies. So kind of when I started to minimize some of the mistakes, I think that's when I probably got picked up on the senior panel and could compete well um, on the ladies scene. Absolutely. And are they aspects, I suppose, that the HP program, Donald Scott's program um, that are helping you to, to further develop as you play with the Irish ladies team? Yeah, for sure. Um, I always had a great like technical um, background and my swing and my golf was great. Um, and then getting onto like the high performance panel and I started with the kind of horizon panel probably about a year or two before I made that step up to the ladies and kind of the high performance. There's a great setup at the minute. Like we have Donal and who kind of looks after performance side of things and and um, then Leanne who's kind of the psychology side of things and I think um getting to kind of travel to a few of the international events and get to spend time with some of these people and stuff you, you kind of pick up different different aspects of it at different times and then for me it kind of all came together at that point and um no it, it, it's, it's a huge part of the game that I think um has made a huge impact well it's, it's had a huge impact on my own game so um yeah, no, it's 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 a great program they have going, and uh, there's definitely like a lot of us have kind of come back and said the same thing that those different aspects that uh, really pull the game together. It's not all just about the golf shots you hit at, at the end of the day. There's a lot of other aspects to it that um, I guess some people tend to overlook, but I think it's important to kind of take a holistic view and look at everything when uh, it comes to performance. For me, it took me the bones of 18, 19 years to turn around and go, actually, I need to be like, I need to do fitness or fitness is is kind of a wrong word, but like mobility or a specific Mm -hmm. training regime specifically for golf, like, like squatting to high heaven, like I did for playing full forward in, in football. It will not, it's not the same use case. So for yourself, there's a couple of things there that I like to dig deeper on. If you don't mind, is that Mm -hmm. things you've learned to, 
deal with your emotions on the course? Like, is there is there something there that you can kind of tell us the secret sauce that you kind of use to stay on an even keel on the course? Um, yeah, like I, I was really fiery and I, I know a lot of people kind of laugh at it now because a lot of people say I seem quite calm on the golf course and I have a calm demeanour and it's kind of funny when I think about it because that's not what I feel in my own head. Um, I grew up quite fiery and that was great and as you said like football and camogie they're very different emotions so when I turned to golf I really had to kind of work out how to switch my emotions to kind of be on a more have well I guess have a more level head um, so I think I kind of looked at a little bit of mindfulness I know that was a big fad for a while um, but I kind of I, I looked into a bit of that and some meditation and stuff and um I delved into a little bit of that and um, it was a huge help for me kind of trying to stay in that moment and stay in the present and it, it's something that like I think it's a constant I'm constantly working on it it's not something that I'm I'm perfect at now it's kind of it's a constant uphill battle with it but um, yeah mindfulness I think is definitely something that I've incorporated I'd say in the last kind of two years that have definitely kind of helped me and I, I've seen the improvements on the golf course and um yeah that's uh, I don't know if there's any secrets to it. <laughs> <laughs> well like I I made like a, like you might say a news resolution to myself this year that like I'll actually try properly or make a proper effort of meditation mm-hmm. um, and to actually speaking with Donald in a podcast I was like okay I'm actually pressing the button on it now because it makes complete sense it makes mm-hmm. such a massive difference though because it's not just in God like it's when you've pent up energy or when like you need five minutes to yourself you can actually there is a technique then to actually bring yourself back into a calming situation. So like you're, you, you are in control of, for people like us, I suppose, who are fiery, um, yeah. <laughs> but like 95% of the time are so horizontally laid back, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in certain motions or certain events uh, trigger us off. The I other think, aspect, that, oh yeah, go for it. You know, I was just going to say, I think it was, um, it, it's another great thing that like I found, like especially last year when I was doing leaving cert and um, trying to balance school and golf and like there's always so many like different things going on it was kind of it helped me in my practice to make sure I was kind of when I was at practice I was kind of I was dedicated to practice and when I was studying I was dedicated to studying you know it, it, it kind of helped me split my mind to whatever I was doing I was kind of in that moment doing what I, whatever I was doing kind of not in two heads feeling guilty for being on the golf course or feeling guilty for studying or whatever so um yeah, it's something I've brought on to college and it kind of, it definitely helps in everyday life to keep everything balanced. Everyone listening leads a busy life. They have work and they have a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend and kids. Well, some people mm-hmm. are lucky to have kids. Um, you know, so like when I go to the golf course, I'm part of my mind is, oh, well, like, is my wife okay with my new baby? And is my son all right? Or like, you know, I might, and it takes a lot of energy not to reach for my phone, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. only playing in a bloody monthly medal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's it's helped me in that regard in terms of, no, like everything's agreed, but it's just to stop that part of my mind ticking away. Um, so hopefully it will lead to some better scores. We'll see where, when things open up. The yeah. second part was part of that HP program, and, I, and I've heard great things about it. Um, is there one aspect of that that you've learned that you kind of always come back to? Um, I think... The HP performance program, the way they've developed it, um, it's quite, I guess, individualized. So it's it's very much need based. So like we don't all do the same things because we're all individual players. Like our needs, my needs are different to Olivia's and my needs are different to Annabelle's. And 
uh, so on. So um, I think that aspect has been great um, for me. As I said, like that mindfulness part of it has been such a big piece. So kind of being able to work on that and kind of using Donal and Dave to kind of work out how I can bring that into my practice and um, how I can kind of practice that and other kind of performance games to kind of get me set for the golf course, that it's not just um, like the skills and the techniques that I've been working on for, for a long time. So um, no, it's been great. And kind of I now I feel like I have a great team around me um, with Shane and then the HP squad and all of that. It's kind of, it, it's great that individualized um, need-based kind of services that we have. It, it definitely makes a huge difference because um, yeah, I think whatever I need, I can work on and it's easy for me to identify like what I need to do to work on my weaknesses and kind of stuff like that. So no, it sounds it sounds different levels. So I'll have to dig into somebody else to find the secret sauce to try and take some from my game. Um, so Wake Forest, Arnold Palmer, um, yes. Mark Power. You're not the only Irish person over there. What was yes. involved in, in making the decision to go to Wake Forest? Um, for me, kind of I considered America, but I wasn't really. I guess I wasn't really fully convinced. Um, I I was big into school over here, and school has always been an important part of my life so um kind of throughout when I came to transition year I decided to do transition year I said look I'll, I'll play a lot of golf this year and kind of see how it goes and then like that went to Europeans British girls and got picked up by a, a few different colleges and when I kind of started to talk talk to them all um Wake Forest was definitely a standout for me um at the time Paul McBride was over there um and so there was some Irish connections there and I think just the school in general it's quite academic and that that was a huge aspect for me that uh I liked and I know like the legacy that like Arnold Palmer's left there is incredible and just the facilities and the whole atmosphere over there um I seem to it really uh fit with me from the start so um yeah decided on Wake and honestly when I went and visited it kind of it exceeded all my expectations which was quite surprising for me I didn't think it could but um no I started over there and I settled in really well um it's it's you know definitely one of the best decisions I've made for my golf absolutely and, and it's resulted in a fantastic first year because that transition to like living away from mom and dad and having to fend for yourself and it's very structured as well in terms mm -hmm. of you you're on, a, you're on a golf scholarship and there's expectations for academia wise and golf performance wise is it, but culture-wise, is it very Friday Night Lights or have you encountered, I suppose, any major hurdles or challenging times yourself over the past year in, in Wake? Um, yeah, definitely. Like at the start, as you said, like leaving home, it was my first time away, living away from mom and dad. And I'm quite close with my family here. So that was always kind of going to be a challenge. And I think I, I settled in quite well from the start. Um, like my, my team, like the girls, they're great. And the coaches were really welcoming and just the whole environment over there has been great and now you do come come across a few kind of americanisms that kind of wow I, I really am like the first kind of month i felt like i was in a bit of a movie and i remember i saw <laughs> i saw olivia at the at our first tournament and or first or second tournament she's like oh how are you settling in there it's like oh yeah good just i feel like i'm in a bit of a movie and um you kind of you, you get used to it and kind of things that were a bit unusual at the start become a little bit more normal but um no I settled in really well like the team really helped me out um we're kind of balanced kind of 50 50 international 
and American. So there's a lot of American girls, kind of the two freshmen, they were both American. So they helped me out a lot. And um, yeah, I know the coaches kind of communicated really well with my coaches back home. Um, so that made it quite easy for me to kind of keep going with my golf. And um, yeah, no, it, it was definitely a great experience. So I had this chat with Olivia a couple of weeks ago um, when we had Howard chat and she mentioned that part of her game that improved really the most was was playing from all the different grasses and roughs and bent grass mm-hmm. and different points. Like for yourself, is there any particular, it might be part of your game, but it might be like golfing experience because golf is so much different over there. Is there a part of your game or, or golf experience you feel has improved or maybe your approach to the game thanks to your move to the States that you might necessarily have experienced here? I think overall, like every aspect of my game, like the facilities we have are incredible. And every aspect of my game has got that little bit better. And like we're lucky we have Trackman to use like every day. So definitely like kind of my my, my kind of ball control and trajectory control and distances. Yeah, it's just they've all got much better. I've probably got a little bit more, a little bit more length off the tee. And my short game's definitely improved, like my putting. And I think definitely like going over there that transition to the different types of grasses different styles of golf course was an adjustment um the golf courses they're kind of big and like in some places like wide fairways but thick rough and um a little bit longer so that kind of suited my aspect of the game I always hit the ball kind of high and um kind of long so that, that suited me but getting used to kind of the grasses around the greens was definitely a challenge for me and it's something I worked with the coaches over there and um I think that kind of definitely the experience of those different types of golf courses and the different styles of grass and putting putting on fast greens because compared to say the stimps that we play over here like on a Lynx course um they're quite different so uh kind of just getting used to all of that and as I said we're lucky in our practice facility we have the bent grass we have Bermuda grass and the different types of greens so that that overall experience is definitely something that I think I've seen all aspects of my game and just golf experience come on a huge amount so i only started playing golf i suppose outside the corner i played a little bit of golf in the states around work a couple of work trips and i go up to then i only thought there was green grass not like yeah. the different types you know what i mean so like i yeah. was blissfully ignorant until i discovered um how difficult a different type of grass could be to even hit off or like the different turf as well because mm-hmm. i'm used to lovely tight linksy lies you know yeah. um you played in the Hand Invitational Galagorum as an amateur and snagged a top 10. What was that experience like, teeing up with the pros and possibly having a, a glimpse into what the future could look like? Yeah, it was it was definitely probably one of my favourite weeks um, of my amateur career so far. And you know, I was really grateful that I got the invitation that week. And um, I kind of, just to that whole setup that week, like when I showed up, kind of the setup, you see the signs and the scoreboards and the few like stands out on the golf course. And then you walk up onto the range and there's like all the pros teamed up. And especially that week as well, because it was a mixed event, like you're teaming up beside some men pros as well. And they're absolutely bombing the ball beside you. So it, it was a really cool experience. Um, My sister caddied for me that week and we, we had a great fun on the course. And I kind of, I really enjoyed the setup and kind of the professionalism of the whole thing um yeah it was a different experience but as you said it kind of opened my eyes to what the future could hold and definitely um I I really felt after that week that it's something that I could see myself doing and 
see myself enjoying so it, it was great and I got to play with some good players and to finish like leading amateur in top 10 it was honestly I kind of I was going to for the experience and to kind of experience that whole professional setup and then I, I played well and I was like oh yeah like make the cut the first day and then that was a unique event there was a cut for after two rounds and then another cut after the third round so after I was like played well the first round and I said look just try and make the cut then made the first cut made the second cut and uh yeah finished with the top 10 it was kind of it was a funny week I wasn't really I went out with no expectations but to learn from the experience and um yeah came out of the other side I learned a lot and it was kind of nice to play with some some pros and realize kind of the different areas of my game that I'd like to see improve over the next kind of couple of years in order to maybe transition to turning pro and some aspects of my game that I was like no that was actually really good compared to some of the pros so it opened my eyes to a lot of things and I learned a lot from the week and no it was an, an incredible experience. So what do you think those couple of gaps are like that's between you and and I suppose the compelling event that you'll reflect on your progress in wake or, or and so on so what's to to when you come to that point in your life and you go, okay, I think I, I think I'm going to push the button. So from a golf perspective, uh, what, where do you first think based off that experience, are, are the gaps are? Um, I, I think probably like short games, a massive deal and kind of wedge play in general. Um, for me, I, I was hitting the ball as long as any of the girls out there. So for me, being able to capitalize on that and get really good from inside 120 yards, um, where I give myself like plenty of opportunity and um, so in that perspective I guess kind of wedge play to kind of set myself up with making like being able to attack more pins with my wedges to give myself more chances for birdie um, and then <clears throat> obviously putting is a huge thing and uh, that week I put it really nicely but just to see that in order to compete on tour you need to kind of put like that um, every week so kind of getting used to fast greens and um like those different types of grasses and obviously this tournament it was in Ireland so it suited me and then you know when I made that transition over to America realizing you have to be able to adapt to the different types of grasses and the different setup of the of the golf courses so um yeah and no, I think a lot of short game and wedge plays is a huge area that I'm kind of planning on working on in the next little while absolutely and especially now that we can get back on a golf course um you'll be you'll be breaking it down so can you break down a practice session for me then like when you what what does one of your practice sessions look like like do you have a certain focus is it split up between long short game and putting versus playing a couple of holes like how, how do you break it down um i guess it, it depends on kind of what i'm working on at that time but i guess when i was in america um we split our practice up into say long game wedges like short game kind of chipping and then putting so um I'd often start with putting and then maybe like spend 10 minutes at the start working on some technical stuff kind of I have my kind of technical setup that I use to kind of check like my alignment and um my setup and all that kind of stuff just to make sure everything's still sound and then I'll work through some skills drills like hitting making sure I can start the ball online maybe do some green reading stuff um and then it's great in America like our coaches set up a lot of kind of performance drills so like spirals and 
kind of impositions and bombs and like all these different drills that we do to kind of try and somewhat emulate what we're going to face on the golf course a lot of different variety and kind of moving around all the time that we're not just kind of hitting the same putt every time so I'd kind of start with that and then again there we we do some short game stuff whether that's kind of chipping from all different lies kind of a lot of variable stuff because like as you know yourself you, you don't get the same shot twice on the golf course so um we spend a lot of time kind of varying up like different different lies in the rough the bunkers different lengths um kind of chip in to try get get it within six feet every time and then I guess I'd go over down to the range and warm up with some wedges we've a lot like buckets out at like every 10 yards so kind of working up and down that trying to nail in my yardages and then if I'm working on some technical stuff um I'll work on that for a little bit of time same kind of like my putting I'll start off with my technique and take a few swing videos if I'm need to send them back home to Shane or um coach will kind of help me out with that as well so kind of get that done and then we're very lucky with the track man I love those kind of combine tests and the kind of performance tests on them to test out your yardages and um, for me that's a real fun way to practice so I guess that would be probably a typical kind of I start with technique and then work through skills and performance games and I guess in between like before say I do the track man stuff I might look at hitting a few draws and fades kind of trying to visualize my shots um and how I want how I want to flight the ball and stuff so kind of trying to change it up as much as I can to to make sure I'm I'm covering as much like as much aspects of the game and then sometimes we might just go play nine holes for practice and like that as I, as I said I'm working a lot of my wedges so I might go out and play and drop down a ball from inside 100 yards um on every hole and see how many I can get up and down from the nine holes you play something like that so um yeah a lot of kind of variability trying to simulate what we get on the in tournaments on the golf course and again as I said like coming up in America like obviously our coaches know quite well the golf courses that we're going to so if we know there's going to be like a long par three or we know we can go for a lot of of the par fives maybe the week before we'll spend some time on like long zone shots hitting like rescues and forearms and stuff off the thing or if we know like that it's a shorter golf course and we need a lot of wedges we might spend a little bit more time on that so kind of just adapting to whatever I guess we need coming up in the coming weeks so no fantastic there's a massive takeaway there for anybody listening who's trying to do a bit of practice and mightn't have a lot of time in terms of be focused on what you want to practice but make sure it's mm-hmm. variable so like for me straight away I'd be going well I don't need to be working on technical swing work you know, two nights a week or three nights a week at the range, which I am very guilty of doing. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, I'm literally four meters from a golf course, but I've never really thrown 10 balls around the chipping green and seen how many I can get inside six feet, you know? So that's one massive takeaway for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you do get technical or when, or maybe when you're in your practice round, your nine holes, do you focus on swing thoughts or, or body movements or... Or, or do you get even more technical than that? Um, I, I, I guess it probably depends on what I'm working on. Normally what I'll do is um, I'd be on the range first. And if there's a movement in my swing that I'm trying to feel, um, I, I guess like communicating that between my coaches and like myself, making sure I have a feel for visually what I see. So I'll look at it. I'll look at my swing on uh, a video and see what I need to do. See kind of 
what I want to change then try to get a feeling for it and then I might try kind of put a word or like like a, a little phrase to what I'm trying to do whether it's that's like feel a little bit more left or um kind of load more into my right side what, whatever it is um and then I guess maybe when I bring that onto the golf course like that I go play nine holes I'll kind of I'll, I'll somehow incorporate that into my practice swing and then um I try then to I guess this is where the whole kind of routine and processes come in I'll I'll do that in my practice swing and then I'll kind of set up pick my target and then just go and feel for it so I quite enjoy practicing on the course and um, especially like that after a technical session kind of it's great to to work on the technique and make sure that's all good but then bringing it onto the golf course and practicing it in your practice swing kind of very purposefully but then being able just to stand up and fully commit to the shot and um whether it's whether you do it right or whether you do it wrong it's it's something you need to practice because you know going forward into into a tournament that's how it's going to be so yeah not a great answer there's a couple more questions then we'll get stuck into quick fire q a and you might have to think about this one so for you what was the hardest shot you've had to hit under pressure and why um oh good question um thanks i stole, <laughs> I stole it from somebody else <laughs> probably going back to it was a good few years ago, but it's probably still the shot that um sticks out to me is back in twenty sixteen at home internationals. Um I was the last match on the course and it was kind of the the match to win home internationals. Um and I don't know like Conway Golf Club, the seventeenth, um it's the narrowest fairway lined with gorse bushes all the way down. So um got the drive kinda off and par four but it was kind of playing long into the wind hit a rescue up short of the green and I had about a 30 yard pitch like up to the green and I knew I had to well I was two up at the time but I knew kind of I wanted to get it up and down so I think that chip from probably about 30 yards just hit a little bump and run with pitching wedge um up to like two and a half three feet that's probably there was so much pressure because I knew at that stage it was all down to me the whole team were there watching and all our parents were there and everything so I'd say that's probably the shot that sticks out for me no real nice and like a, a good memory but also a good like confidence booster to kind of go back and reflect upon as well when you need to mm-hmm. yeah have you got a particular like memorable story and it could be like from the dorm rooms or it could be from um home internationals or Europeans or indeed and um, playing Olympics for, t- for junior Olympics for team Ireland essentially have you got a, a tour tale for us um oh wow um I think the Olympics was 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 quite fun um that was quite a different experience for me I played with a lot of kind of different countries that I guess we don't we wouldn't normally see so that whole kind of week of being away with other athletes and kind of seeing how other athletes train and their different things so like we'd go into the dining hall and it was kind of fun to try and pick out why what what sport they played by kind of what they were eating and stuff like that so that was that was a fun experience and that week I got to teed up with Lucy Lee from America who um she was top 10 in the world at that stage and I remember I watched her playing like US Open at like 12 years old and I got to play with the Argentina girl and the Youth Olympics it was held in Argentina so we had a big crowd out that week and it was kind of fun for me I hadn't really played in front of many crowds up until then so um 
yeah nothing too crazy but that 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 experience was definitely something fun and a little bit different to what what I saw on kind of every kind of golf week that's fantastic um now this is the part of the podcast where everybody really tunes in for and it's the quick for <laughs> Q&A Lauren so are you ready yeah all right let's get stuck in what would your walk-on song be uh paint the town green the script very patriotic i have to give you Very that patriotic, yes. jim or pizza <laughs> jim or pizza pizza pretend the coaches aren't listening yeah, <laughs> yeah pizza, pizza. I, I do really enjoy the gym though so um yeah no my tagline is i eat clean between pizzas so 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 it's perfectly acceptable um are you a hat visor or a keelan rafferty bucket hat type of person uh hat Hot always. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Happy Gilmore. Guinness Heineken or Diet Coke? Oh, Diet Coke. <laughs> I saved myself on that one. Le Hinch or Port Marnock? Le Hinch. Walk or cart? Walk. Win the Avian Championship or win the Women's Open? Women's Open. Would you rather drive it 300 yards every time or never miss a 10 foot putt? Never miss a 10 foot putt. Ten, never miss a 10 foot foot <laughs> strokes gained strokes gained Instagram or Twitter Instagram play or practice uh, play thank you very much for your time Lauren and hopefully we get to tee it up after this isolation is up maybe yes definitely that was Lauren Watt of Castle Warden sometimes a dub sometimes a lily white since we recorded this episode, Lauren Watt has actually gone on to be really highly competitive since golf has come back post-lockdown. So everyone listening, and if you are this far in the podcast, fair play, but do go follow Lauren on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's Lauren underscore Walsh zero zero. And on Twitter, it's like at Lauren Walsh. So two L's at the start there. If you did enjoy the chat, please do leave a review. Um, it does help. It gets us up those rankings and gets better and better people on the podcast every week hope you're all staying safe wearing a mask and all that jazz until we see up again next time i'm patty Bye.